When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. From north of the wall to the southern tip of Dorne to the Stepstones to Essos to the shy by the shadow. It's all here. Come come from all parts of Planetos and sit down with us to talk Game of Thrones this is Casterly Talk. I'm Ken Napsok, and I am joined this time again, much like last week was, was, well, much like, exactly like last week, Rachel Cushing and Lon Harris are here. Hello, friends. Hello. Lords and ladies. Hello. Yes. Uh, we are getting real close here. So we close. Are, April 14th is the premiere date, season seven. Now, we are pre-recording this, so in the off chance there's a teaser... A full trailer we will do, or by the time you're hearing, we'll have had a special episode up. I'll, I'll cram, I'll get some people in here, and we'll do it. But this is a pre-taped episode, so uh, that's the danger in this fast-moving pop culture world. We're going on the faith that HBO's holding everything close to the chest. Um, we are uh, here getting ready for season eight, and uh, Lon, Rachel, uh, how are your uh, preparations for season eight going, uh, Rachel? Where, where you at? So I had my big rewatch in the fall, so I right. feel really solid about Ahead that. Head of the game. Yep. Um, but I am uh, contemplating rewatching, if not all of season uh, seven, then at least maybe the last three to four episodes, just because mm-hmm. by nature of rewatches, every time there's a new season, you go back to the old seasons and you rewatch them. And, and so at this point, like how many times have I seen season one it's i don't even know but dozens probably right right um but season seven obviously have having seen it, it the least amount of time so uh mm-hmm. i might it, honestly for the fun of it um yeah. <laughs> uh, get a few more of those in yeah I, I we joked off air i think i've seen that pilot 49 times the first episode because <laughs> it just i just start there and then also a lot of times randomly during the off seasons or something like hey, i want to watch some game of thrones ah you know i like that scene ah, it's fun to go back and watch them sure. when they're all young mm-hmm. so that's that uh lawn i know you've been doing some work over uh for the fine folks our friends at screen junkies sure, yeah. uh and preparing the the Kramit series so yeah. you've been you've been buried in this uh this is going to be my life until the show debuts <laughs> basically is going through and summarizing each season and then finding all the clips and lining everything up and and making it look nice so you got to be your own assistant editor here you got to pull the clips i'm not too doing the editing no basically sure. the script is i write here's what's happening yeah. and then i you know go to this time code in episode three to, yeah. for the good shot of the dragon arriving or whatever so yeah it's a lot of it's really combing through the episodes and a lot of decision making because right. you can't summarize everything it's too dense cannot so you have to decide you know, which stories, because some stories reach kind of a natural end point. It's sure. like, do I need to discuss uh, Roz, the prostitute? Do we need to get into <laughs> Barristan Selmy and right. what happens to him? Because those, oh, those stories kind of find a natural end point. Right. But there may be things, like, uh, I'll give you a, a quick example. Love it. Season one, yeah. there's a scene where Ned Stark, he's first arrived in King's Landing, and he's meeting the small council for mm-hmm. the first yep. time. Now, nothing that they're discussing 
matters. Sure. They're talking about the oh, tournament. This, this Targaryen girl in the East. Mm-hmm. I wonder what's going on there. And yes, like yeah. they're, they're broke because the Tywin <laughs> Lannister has been loaning them all this yeah. money and they don't have enough money to throw the tournament. And oh, oh right. Right. So you could just skip that scene because it's like, right. well, they're not talking about anything important. But mm-hmm. you can't skip that scene mm-hmm. because you need to introduce Littlefinger and Renly right. Baratheon and Lord Varys and mm-hmm. Grand Maester Pizel. Yeah. So there's tons of situations like that where it's like, oh, I can just skip the tournament. Oh, no, I can't, can't because that's when the Hound and the Mountain both are there. Oh, and right. Yeah. When you meet Sir Loras, uh, the Knight of the yeah. Flowers, who you need to know for later. So you keep running into that situation. You're like, oh, yeah, yeah. two steps forward, one step back. I have to do this scene because yeah. this important other thing that I did think was that important what is interesting writing this now going into season eight you, you you know you're doing a lot of work here you have seven seasons to get through well, i'm almost through two uh, almost so through I'm two. making some <laughs> solid head yeah but like you do have the the advantage of now a little hindsight where you can figure that out where if you're doing a cram it and going into season five some of this stuff might either be more important to you yeah. and you're, or not. Last week we discussed a little town called Carth. Yeah. Uh, don't have to spend a lot of time there. So uh, that that's a great example of how you can jump way yep. ahead when you know yep. that you don't really need to know. Like Arya in Bravos as well. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't need to spend a lot of time with oysters, clams, and cockles and her <laughs> watching the play and all that. You can right. just kind of jump past a lot of that because it's yes. not... Yeah. super plot relevant it would yeah 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 which is so yeah especially so yeah Cartha is like and she ends up in the city of Carth, and then she moves on <laughs> do you, you at least include the vision so right she the, meets some warlocks they yeah. stole yeah. the dragons she saw a few things and then she got some ships and left exactly <laughs> and, and i mean like, that's an example of like you can jump through can a jump lot through. of stuff pretty quick i mean like reek too like sure. that's a season yeah. of plot but i'll be able to go like and ramsey bolton gets hands on him turns him into reek He's better now. Done and done. <laughs> like, yeah, that's He's better now. I got that. Got I want to start this week's episode with some questions from the fans. I have a uh, Casterly Talk discussion channel on the Discord server that's attached to my Patreon page at patreon.com slash Uh We have some questions from uh, my faithful patrons, Kevin Smets, who's also a up-and-coming star in the movie trivia Schmodown. Uh, yes. You know this, both of you. Mm-hmm. Of course, if you follow the Schmodown. Yes, yep. you do. He's made a splash. He's made a splash, but he's got a question here. He's like, He's like, uh, he says this. I planned on binging the series again before the final season, but now with Schmodown training, he drops it oh, in there. Oh, boy. Uh, and he's busy at work, all that kind of stuff. And again, a lot of episodes, seven seasons. It's That's a lot, a lot of hours. Mm-hmm. Of, and I'm trying to get through it. Uh, so he says this. Hey, uh, quick question for returning binger. What, like, six episodes is a good watch down to really get the trilogy get the feel going into season eight. Uh, I'm not saying the uh, trilogy, but um, he used that word to, to just really get ready for season eight, like six, six episodes uh, that would give you the flavor. That's tough off the top of our head. Now it was a Mark Bernard and I believe did this a while ago going into season seven. I think it was, he put an article out of here's kind of, and I think Chris Taylor has done it too. Maybe it was mm-hmm. Chris Taylor and Martin, <laughs> my, my two old writer friends. Um, any thoughts here? Any key? Maybe it's not six. Maybe there's little arcs, things you want to follow. Rachel, any thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I think in season one, the first episode and the last episode, um, because you start with ice and you end with fire and you have a real sense of walkers and introduction to the characters, mm-hmm. where they're moving off to. I mean, episode one covers like the first hundred plus pages in the first it book. Does, yeah. it, it, it really moves along at a fast clip and a lot of plot stuff happens and you introduce to most of the main players. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that's pretty important. And then, you know, uh, 
Baylor's a great episode, but the sure. important thing basically just is that Ned, Ned gets his head cut off. Yeah. Um, but the final Ned. episode sort of, I think the final episodes in all the seasons are some of my favorites because there's usually this big event mm-hmm. in episodes nine. Sometimes there's some cheating and there was the one in episode eight or something like that. But uh, in the final episodes, you get a real good sense of the um, consequence of said big event I like and then where everybody is. Right. So I, I, I can't narrow it down to every season, but those would be, I think, a likely place to take a look. Yeah. And then I th- honestly think rewatching uh, season seven is probably the most important thing just as in terms of an immediate setup. An, an easiest thing to accomplish yeah. there. I like that too, Lon. You, yeah, I, I mean, that, cra- that, you're that is, it. <laughs> I mean, that is what I was going to say is I, I think you just, you'd be best off just going back and rewatching the, maybe the last, like okay. episodes from the last two seasons. Right, but right. I don't think it's going to pay off from a, certainly from a story perspective to go back further than that. Right. If you just wanted to get sort of a feel for it. You can right. pick like, you know, fun, fun, yeah. random ones from every season just to be like, what was going on what back going then? On? Oh, right. It was that. I would say avoid the big action ones. Every, every, oh, really? You, every you say season, avoid them? Well, if you're just going back for a refresher. Sure, sure, sure. Every okay. season has like one episode that's very action based, but it's right, not right. really moving a lot of the story forward. So you don't need to watch okay. like the Battle of the Bastards or Battle of Bastards. Yeah. Blackwater. I, I, see, I would say I would say watch Blackwater only because it's still my favorite it's battle. Super, but it was yeah, great. Yeah. But yeah. you get what I mean like it's it you're you're but, doing a lot of the heavy lifting of the story but right. I think what Rachel said about watching like those finales you those are places. really doing because that's a lot of the like let's set up everything for right. the you're next touching segment. base with more characters then too because right, you yeah. could almost look at the biggest big episodes is not bottle episodes per se but you are mm-hmm. tend to be in one place with that set of characters a battle sure. of castle black for instance like right, right. you're not touching base with any of the other storylines and you know it, yeah. it's not the only thing going on blackwater's yeah. cool because you're seeing both sides yeah, yeah and so that's a lot of characters are involved in that oh, one yeah, so yeah. that's a pretty good one i mean my favorite set piece episode is hard home but yeah i mean all you need to know is right, whites right. wildlings <laughs> you know yeah yeah i yeah i mean i see your point like i was gonna say like the season one finale which i i watched pretty recently so it's sort of really fresh in my mind like that's very important in terms of like here's setting up a lot of the divisions that were going on like not only here's all the characters but like here's right. how they were kind of aligned against one another and a lot of the events kind of culminated or recently culminated so you get stuff like you know, Jamie and Tywin versus Rob's army and what was right, going right. on there. And, you know, like Yorin got Arya out and now we're setting mm-hmm. up all of her adventures right. on the road. Uh, and they're you know, heading so, out north of the wall. Right. Like yeah. that's when they're about Yorin's to... taking her to the Night's Watch with Gendry and Hot Pie. I mean, you'd get Hot Pie that yeah, way. I mean, you gotta, you gotta <laughs> get that uh, out what's going on with Hot Pie. Uh, that's true, yeah. Jorah, Jorah, Jorah's leading And actually, that's one of my favorite. That speech when he's talking to Jon Snow, good, because I'm gonna need you when we march in full north. I get chills like nerd chills kick egg because yeah. i'm ready for a battle unfortunately it didn't go well for them i okay I, I think you're both right there if you need if you're pressed for time and you need to do it pick up the pieces now i was thinking season six ends it does end with uh, uh cersei and the light of the seven and mm-hmm. her revenge that's oh, something yeah. that was something yeah. unlike any other finale of any season to me it was a big solution in a final episode and it was a uh, a, a cinematic set piece in a way that was different than yeah. a Battle of the Bastards or a Hard Home or, or Castle uh, Battle of Castle Black. It yeah. was, you know, a, a whole lot of character work with such little dialogue and such, such huge repercussions. Yeah. Um, 
and uh, and just a sh- and j- oh, the, the light of the seven that piece of music is probably my favorite from the whole series it, it, and yeah. i love the lannisters pay their debts that theme uh-huh, uh-huh. um and the stark theme and, and we could go on and, and on and i could i could sing but, the reins of castamere yeah. with a little whiskey in my gullet right yeah. but that that that's a, a set piece that's brilliant and lena Headey, man what, what, what this is a, I'm throwing a curveball to you both here. We'll get another question here from our, our listener scribbler, which is one of my favorite uh, names mm-hmm. in my uh, username verse out there. Um, thinking about the light of seven, that's like, all right, let's just say it's like 10, 15 minutes. I can't remember the exact runtime. That is some of my favorite minutes of game of Thrones yep. breaking down these things. Do you guys have any offhand go to that? You're just like, Oh man, that's just hard homes. Another, another one for me when the dogs start barking. When oh, when they're there that whole and and the dogs start barking, I still can watch it. You can hear my voice now. I get excited and scared and terrified, uh, and that's a long longer sequence. But do you have any sequences that jump off the page, Lauren? Anything that hits your brain? If you're just like, ah, oh, this is why I love this show. Uh, one thing that I I watched again recently uh, that really struck me, and I remembered watching it the first time, mm-hmm. was when John, when we're sort of exploring Craster's Keep, right? And there's that episode that ends with John seeing them take the baby, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. and then the White Walker gets to the baby turns. We still don't have like real payoff for that yeah. moment, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's so awesome, and it yeah. is one of those moments that really clues you into. There's so much going on in this right. world that we've just started to scratch the surface of. Right. Uh, so that was really cool. I'll tell you one of the other moments that I remember that really stands out to me is sort of like, oh, there's a whole other thing going on here. Yeah. Was uh, that flashback. It's one of the very few real like flashbacks we've ever had to sure. ancient history to the children of the of the forest. Oh, yeah. Creating the yeah. Night King or creating yeah, the White yeah. Walkers. Uh, yeah, which is big really reveal too. Big reveal and really like out there, very high fantasy, like more high fantasy yeah. than this show usually gets. Usually, it's like very yeah. grounded and there's like a fantastical element. That's just straight up Lord of the Rings style, like <laughs> yeah. fairy creatures yeah, creating yeah. a monster. monster. Where, you know, like, I, yeah, I love that. And there's to, to me a lot in that moment. I still want to learn about whether yeah. we get the answer or not. And it, it just sort of introduces yeah. dragon glass having it does. all these kind of magical properties like, or, or enhances our understanding. And of is, dragon um, glass. To me, is this is that the same spot? Because that that arrow kind of that rock that that oh yeah the that, arrowhead shaped the arrowhead mountain. Mount, yeah. It's, yeah. There, it's like it's all what's going on there i love that yeah they, exactly so yeah that's a great example uh, one other one that, that i yeah. remember is when they're in the they're in the arena the sons of the harpy have mm-hmm. attacked and then the drag droga is it droga, droga. Uh, droga. flies in and rescues uh, daenerys and they fly up there they're just huge, i love that epic. i mean, that's one of my big Very Sajora moments. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Saving the day there. His and then I love too, the, the payoff there is like, she's not in control. You don't know yeah, where yeah. he's taking her. It sort of leads to this whole other adventure. I love That's that. Really cool I love that. Rachel, you got to have some more in your brain. There. I do. I yeah. have a couple of, they're a little more character driven. Um, but uh, Tyrion's trial has always mm. been one of my favorite sequences. I think that Peter Dinklage has never been better. Um, and, and I loved all the moving pieces and, and yeah. Jamie and Varys visiting him in the cell and, um, and, uh, and mm. eventually Oberyn, you know, right, also, right. but yeah. I and love landing, not, not in the eerie just to, he's had two, yes. Oh, the, that is a very good point. Um, yeah, the, the <laughs> not, season yeah. four trial, um, yeah. because it's, it's the final disintegration of his, his relationship with his family and you, 
you can see it on his face. And then when Shay turns on him uh, and, and he heartbreak. admits to being a monster and, and, and like just has it out on the entire mm-hmm. court and then I demand a <laughs> trial by uh, combat. And you're just like, Holy crap. Yeah. Um, I think that that's, that's a, a really great series of things that also leads up to, of course, the, the mountain yeah. versus the Viper. Um, yeah. And one of my all-time favorite scenes in the entire series, uh, in the episode Kissed by Fire, uh, Jamie and Bran in the bath. Oh, the bathtub scene is it's, it's to me quintessential Jamie because you hear the story about what really happened with yep. Ares and you just you just have this kind of gut punch of like what he's lived with and what he's sort of buried within himself and tried mm-hmm. to convince himself that he doesn't care when, you know, he really does because what he did would save a whole lot of people and brands real realization of that. And it's, it is the most non-sexual like bath scene ever. I mean, and, and, and they're both, I mean, Brand's not supposed to be good looking, but Gwendolyn Christie's beautiful beautiful, woman uh, and Nikolai Costa-Waldo, I don't mind looking at either. Um, Me either for what it's worth. (laughs) But that's, that's always when I get to that scene, it just, it moves me every time. It's amazing. Sometimes it's the conversations too. uh, Tywin, and Arya in, in season mm-hmm. two, some of my favorite stuff and, and the tension when Bayless shows up. But I still, I talk I talk about it probably too much. Fans would probably think, is this the only thing the guy ever saw Game of Thrones? That scene of of, of uh, Robert Baratheon, Barristan Stelmy, and then Jamie gets pulled in and they talk about their first kills, which leads to the first time you ever see Jamie kind of go like, yeah, yeah, I know you all think I killed the king and I'm horrible. He wanted to murder you all. He wanted to burn everyone. There's that just that moment of, well, he said, you know, burn them all. Uh, and the look on King Robert face that's one of my favorite little moments that uh, i could watch over and over i also do love I, I i didn't mention like one of my favorite characters that has a lot of like great character beats is the hound who yes i think his the i forgot i'm blanking on the actor's name but roy the, roy mccann yeah roy mccann and, and the, the, the way he's sort of handled that yeah. that journey i mean speaking yeah. of a character who just seemed yeah. like the personification of evil and malice in the totally. beginning well the, the first thing we see is he, he murders micah the butcher's yeah. boy mm-hmm. uh but you know, to to who's become sort of a fan favorite, a beloved Absolutely. character, his stuff with the Brotherhood without yes, banners, one hundred percent, with him mm. and and Thoris Amir and and Beric and Darian kind of bringing him in, and after he's had his whole sort of conversion from right. Brother Ray, uh, Brother Ray, Brother yes. Ray, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Chen, yeah, yeah. It, beautiful, beautifully acted, yeah. incredible moment with those guys together. The Brotherhood without banners has really become to be one of my favorite sort of little groups and yeah. side characters from the show that were just like very shrouded in mystery. Yeah. I, I, I love that they, they really come back full four season seven mm-hmm. and though we, you know, rest in peace, Thor Samir. Paul K is fantastic as, as Thor Samir. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I really do love them. And I, I, I know that sometimes maybe more book heavy at times, you know, Rachel, you, you, I don't know if you agree with that or not, where you get a little bit more of them in the books. So they factor in more, I guess, but they do because of lady Stoneheart yeah. and you know, that is not the Avenue the show went, but the yeah. show still kept the core idea of them as being a conduit for the, uh, Lord of light mm-hmm. in, um, in a way right. that's a separate from Melisandre. Yeah. And I think that was very important. And I like that they kept that and then yeah. to come back and hook them up with some other characters, like 
um, mm-hmm. uh, not just the Hound, but like Gendry, Gendry. Um, Jorah, and yeah. Jorah <laughs> for the for that for the All Star suicide mission north. up north. That yeah. uh, I love that episode. Right? I guess, but people didn't like that Gendry runs so far. And I'll, I'll grant it's <laughs> I'll a, that it's yeah. a plot hole. Like I'm not yeah. I'm not denying like it, he he runs too far that should be possible. But I don't I don't care. I I, mm-hmm. I, I do agree on that one. I, I do I do I do like I think a lot I love it. Lo- like a lot more seasons than other people. But but I I think just seeing I I you know could two of more of them have died? Okay, I can even spot you that i i swore jorah was gone i thought he was gone i felt like because they they must have i'm very intrigued about where he's going in this last season because jorah it feels like his Dead. story kind of <laughs> but it just feels like he like he had wrapped yeah. up like a season before the he show really got did. rid of him or, I think you're right. No, you I know, think you're like right. He'd been lingering, and it felt like there must be some other. Angle. I mean, I, I am, I am, you know, people see Sir Jorah uh, and Glenn, and they immediately text me, "Hey, saw you on TV." Mm-hmm. I, I get it, it, it but I, I was slightly disappointed how fast the resolution. And I've talked about this on other Castle Talk episodes, but it did happen fast. Season seven just was fast. Any way you sliced it, it yeah. was fast, yeah. and that did create some problems. Um, but. I don't know where, yeah, I don't know. I, I joke and say dead, but I just don't know what well, what he can do, as right. it relates, especially as it relates well, to Danny. Exactly, because that's a, he, he could certainly still have an impact. He's, the, right. he's a very oh, yeah, talented, totally. qualified knight. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, it just seems like his personal story has kind of hit this it, it, end well, point impact. It really seems, when he comes back. She just doesn't love him. Yeah, when he comes that's back. A, and that's a beat we've hit before. We've she, hit it before. She chose other men over him. Time and and time here we're again. going to see it again yeah. with John. So yeah. are we in for a repetitive I, I don't, because I think I mean, they already played with up it. together. Yeah, I think so, they already played with it. When, when, when he comes back and he, he has that look like, yeah. oh, I get it. Um, but I, so I don't know. I don't know. But he's still that, there. He's still there. <laughs> we have a lot of still there. And there's, and there's, he's not even the only Mormon who yeah. matters at this point. No, so. let's not forget. Uh, I want, I'm going to get a return to Bear Island. I want Leanna Mormon with a sword in season eight. I want her fighting and she would be, she'd be out oh, there. Oh, 100%. Yeah. She'd 100%. be on the front line. Wait, Absolutely. Uh, book people, help me out here. What is the fate of Longclaw? Where's Longclaw right now? Longclaw? John still John has, John has, still has it. Yep. So mm-hmm. there you go. Yeah, because Jorah told him to keep it. Yeah, Jorah gave which gave is one John of the, I, and changed the the pommel into yeah. a, from a which to a wolf. I do like that that episode because they, you you get some old school Game of Thrones in a way, which is weird to say old school because the show's been around now so many years. Um, when they're taking their time, having some fun conversations, then some deep conversations. Oh, that's the best part of the episode yeah, to me. It, All the yeah. interactions and the it's, conversations they were having. Yeah. yeah. It's that stuff there. Um, so a lot of, and you know, you've, this is what I love. This is an episode we did not plan much, and this is, uh, and I love it. Jumping around here, it's like an episode of the afternoons of Josh and Ken, where we start one place, and we end up two worlds away. Um, going back to the Hound stuff and and the season seven Hound stuff, uh, and even yeah, a little bit of what season six would be a little bit. Um, but when he like when he goes back to the farmer's house and finds the farmer dead, oh, yeah. the girl and everything. But but it goes to the point you talk about, and you talked about last week's episode, Lon, of of the the light of the seven, Relore, all mm-hmm. this stuff. They seem to be the only one. Yeah, we got the faceless men. That things always seem to happen. Beric Dondarrion is six times proof yeah. that there's something in the water. Resurrected Jon Snow, resurrected right. Beric Dondarrion has yeah. turned Melisandre from some kind of old crone right. into Carice Van Houten. <laughs> uh, Lucky yeah, her. Yeah. yeah, I mean, with the, the shadow assassin right. that killed Renly Brathian, which was really one of our very first indications that right. Ooh, some something. of these religions have something behind them. Yeah. Uh, and I do, I, I, I do like the idea that we know that 
certain religions have power, but we don't really understand its alignment. Just right, you know, right. to be like in reality, like we don't know if the Lord of Light isn't benevolent. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Of course, it sort of seems like no. Right. Most right. of the things that he does is like murdering and he right. needs you to murder somebody else so that you go <laughs> do the murder. Yeah. Uh, and if, yet it's the it's the power of fire that stands the best chance against the White Walkers, which right. are our big bad. So it's an interesting sort of conundrum Definitely. in terms of, like you said, alignment. Is yes. there any chance? Andres and I talked about this a couple weeks ago, but I haven't really discussed it with you. We touched a little bit on with the Night King. Any chance in your guys' mind that there's a flip, there's a big flippy-doo, a big swerve, as they say in wrestling, and not necessarily the Night King, but the idea of fire being the thing that could stop ice turns out that that's what we don't want to have happen? Is there any kind of turn of the page where all of a sudden it's like, oh, God, everyone put the fire out, we need ice? Like, Mm -hmm. any kind of switch do you see? It seems like a very Game of Thrones thing to do. Um, I don't know if it would be quite that... Um, obvious or obvious simple, or, or yes. Yeah, yeah, simplistic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I could see totally the our so called, not so called, but our good guys like balking at the idea of using this power right. against the White Walkers because the power in and of itself is somehow evil or needs right. sacrifice. I mean, we can go back to the Shireen thing and Melisandre yes. believing Varys. that in order right. to use mm. this power, what is it going to cost? our heroes and i think that's a very interesting um you know possible obstacle for them to have to face i even like that the cost of this maybe they have to use it and there's a cost Mm -hmm. not to borrow from avengers but i mean this could be sort of end game Mm. could be yes the lord of light and the power of fire has helped us to overcome the white walkers but now we are stuck in a world (laughs) that is not necessarily the one we wanted either right and i mean like you know it could be that, you know, now we've swung too far yeah. the other way and there's I, fire creatures coming to kill us. I, I, yeah, yeah. That feels Martin, to me that, I mean, not that exactly. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that kind of a turn does feel George R. R. Martin-y to me. Yeah. It'll be like, okay, you're going to place your faith over here. Right, right, right. This is a real power, but you're not going to like, you you're not going to want that either. You're not going to like the drowned God either. <laughs> so, you know, like, no matter where you go. Dour deity. all yeah. kind of bad. Yeah. I do think the, the faith of the seven is the only one that has no power with whatsoever and this Agreed. is I, uh, yeah. we were saying i think before we started recording yeah. this is something that i realized they've been layering in since season one right in season one there's a conversation that osha has mm-hmm. about how if you go south if you go too far south the weirwood trees are gone right and there's no true religion right and then they're like well i got they've got you know the Sabbath, the Sabbath, mother right. and the whatever crone and, and the she, father and the stranger she's extremely dismissive that it's yeah. like and it's not only that that's not a real faith which you'd imagine somebody who believes sure. a different religion would believe it but it's that nobody it's, it's a fake faith right right and i think we've sort of followed that it's an it. institution used to corral people and Correct. control right. them yes, and that it's, right. a, it's an yeah. institution of power yep. uh, and then we really threaded that needle in the high sparrow season yes. where we realized yeah. even their sort of leader yeah it, it is it, everybody's kind of full of it and using it as a tool to manipulate instead of i love that. really believing it it's it's so fascinating to me yeah the the the, the you know melisandre is one of my favorite characters uh, and I'm a Stannis fan, but there's just always been something because from her first, you know, moments with Maester Crassen, good old C.O. Bibble from the Star Wars prequels, mm-hmm. uh, you know, she outpoisons him, <laughs> yeah. you know, takes the poison and survives. You're immediately like, what's going on? This is, you know, could it, is it mm-hmm. a parlor trick? Is she learned this from, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, uh, at, uh, Princess Bride there? If, if, mm-hmm. if you've seen it, but, but it immediately takes... 
Yeah. You take notice of what, what's going on. There's an interesting thing in the show mm-hmm. as well that's not directly connected to religion, but it is sort of. Where it's the the family sigil has real meaning and significance. Sure. So like the Starks are dire wolves as their mm-hmm. symbol, but Bran actually can like warg into a wolf. And right, right. all of these kids were able to sort of bond very quickly with these dire wolves who then become their protectors and their right. sort of avatars from then on. And Targaryens obviously like dragons. You yeah. were right away well, not only just dragons, but Daenerys like can't be burned by fire. Like that's Viserys. She knows Viserys right. isn't a true dragon because he right. can be killed by fire. She can walk into a funeral pyre and mm-hmm. be fine the next day. So that's an interesting thing too that we haven't necessarily, mm. I mean, I don't think it'd ever be explained, but that's right, another right, right. level of sort of magic in this world that we don't really understand how it works. Sure, of these big, powerful houses too. And yeah. is, that, is that every house? Like, are the Tullys really great <laughs> at fishing? Like, right, right. Does it only extend to these houses? They can hold their breath a long time underwater. Right, because we don't even Baratheon I don't think they had any kind of connection to stags. To stags, no. Well, it's because no. they they um, they took it. they took it from the Durand oh, Durand right. yeah, yeah. Um, so, which we'll and, learn and hopefully in the, in prequel, the prequel series. Davos doesn't have onion powers, folks. Come on, <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe it's a very new, fairly new sigil <laughs> for you him. You can get onions <laughs> into where you need to go. All right, we got this question here from, uh, like I said, Scribbler uh, Jeff Saunders is his uh, real name, uh, but he asked this question. Hey, he says, "Question to the talk." I liked him. I really expect some swerves and betrayals in the last season. Are there any characters that you would expect to turn on their friends slash? families he says in parentheses jamie lannister doesn't count i can see that one coming without my glasses or corrective lenses so <laughs> thanks jeff scribbler uh appreciate that question uh we, we're coming to end game here we got a lot of things going on but um you know jamie i think that's a correct answer yeah, jamie we we know he's he's not on board with cersei anymore uh any big swerves game of thrones style any i told you not to trust me is anything like that rachel do you got anything I felt like there was a hint at the end of last season of Tyrion feeling very Mm. um, out of place when he's like on the ship corridor and he's looking and he's very well aware that John and and Danny are are in uh, her room doing things. And um, it struck me as he's betrayed his family and he's moved to this other side and, and he's right. taken up her cause and, he, and he's found, he found faith with her again. Mm-hmm. He has that speech with her when she makes him uh, her hand. And then things don't really go his way in season seven. His plans don't bear fruit. Um, he doesn't agree with her when she takes Drogon and roasts the Tarleys. Um, and right. they, they seem to be a bit at odds and him standing on the outside makes it sort of seem like, now he's seeing John as having usurped a position of, you know, having her ear, if right. you will. Yeah. And totally. I think that he might feel like, where do I belong? Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm not really with my family anymore. This new alliance I made, I don't really feel like I fit in either. So I don't know if that will result in a, a betrayal, but I think that it will mm-hmm. result in tension and um and i could see you know if john and danny are are want to do the things that we know that they are want to do which is (laughs) charge into things without thinking about it and and you know making the wrong decision without you know sort of having a clear head that he might go around them that Mm -hmm, uh mm -hmm. 
I see that there are possibilities there yeah. because I feel like he is in a bit of a precarious position as to, you know, I like that, you know, well, you know, and yeah, you go around Danny, that might be betrayal to Danny. She would see it that way <laughs> for sure. <laughs> that Targaryen uh, fire and blood. It's interesting. I mean, for so much of the show, we've been talking about, you know, your house is your team. And right. so you, the, the shift would be yeah. if you're going to back somebody else's team, you're going to go against, you know, whatever, your bannermen or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like we, because so many of these families have been routed at this point, I mean, the, the playing yeah. field is just sort of leveled. I would uh, agree, yeah. I think the alignment now is between, you know, kind of Varys has always been like, who do you represent? The, the realm. The realm. And I think the, the, alignment, the alignment now is being self-serving versus right. greater good. And I think oh, that, that's, that's a great point. And I think yeah. that we may see characters that we expect to have a little bit more nobility, mm-hmm. maybe being in it for themselves. Like Sansa would be a great example. Okay. That like... Again, we've been talking about watching Cersei, watching Baelish, learning how to be a manipulator and a maneuver behind the scenes. She may yet see an opportunity to secure future power for the Starks at the expense of some of the collective war effort. That's the kind of decision making I'm sort of looking ahead to more so than like I'm going to, you know, like Mm -hmm. Littlefinger, like I'm going to play the Tyrells against the Lannisters against the Starks. There's not I don't know if there's enough power to go around. There's a lot less players on the on the on the on the field. Yeah. So I feel like it may be more of a like pretend like you're going along Mm -hmm. with one thing, but then pull back. Pull back. Like wait, you know, we've had a lot of like, oh, well, the north is empty because they're off going to they're going to go fight the Lannisters. Let's take this opportunity to take Winterfell. And like a lot of that kind of maneuvering that I feel like Uh, people like Arya, people like mm -hmm. Sansa, it's going to be very tempting for them. What what, what could excellent train of thought, because I still look at the and and, and I know you could probably look at the director list of the upcoming season and start to predict where things are. And and I I started to do that and I pulled out of that because I was like, I just don't want to know almost anything. Uh, Well, I'll watch a trailer that comes out, but it took me days to watch that little six seconds on the HBO. Like if Alan Taylor, Michael Sapochnik, you're like, oh, "Oh, there's a big battle. And there's some of those things lining up. But I still look at Neil Marshall's coming. back, Right. Battle of Blackwater. I'm still looking at the idea that the uh, battle with the Night King happens way sooner. And then the battle, not necessarily for the throne, but the hashtag for the throne is what they're going for. So it's it's part of the theme. But I, I think sometimes their season themes are loose. But then that gets into what you're talking about, Lon. So what happens after you win? You know, what happens? That, all right, right, we kill. Yay, we killed him. We got it's a little cold, but we're OK. And everyone it's like a fumble on a football field. The ball's yeah. on the field and everyone's looking and jumping. There's no way the final episode of this show ends with the Night King beheaded. <laughs> right. And everybody's <laughs> like, phew, like that's not this show. That's not. I look to the camera. Let's yeah, dance. There are like everything is slow motion while they all hug. It's just not. <laughs> That's not how Game of Thrones is going to wrap up. We all know. So, yeah, I, I would think by six or seven, we yeah. should basically will have figured out what's going to happen yeah. in terms of. Well, so we got six. We got six episodes. Oh, right. So by, by yeah, yeah. four or five, we're going to yeah. figure out like here's the here's the resolution of the main action story. And then, yeah, we're yeah. going to have to figure out what what comes next for West. Yeah, I love yeah. this idea of the, the, the fight. And they all all of a sudden they look down to King's Landing like there's still a throne. We need it. <laughs> Cersei's there. Or I mean, it may yeah. it may not be the Iron Throne. Right. Right. Yeah. But, oh, yeah. yeah. But yeah. it may end up being some Perceive other power. version of how how who's running Westeros right. moving forward. I like yeah. that. Idea. Who's in charge? <laughs> Because yeah, it may, maybe it's in Winterfell yeah. now, and it's oh, an they ice move it up. Throne. Yeah, the nice you know? throne. that's the thing. Like, I feel like there would be a new 
new capital, a new consolidation yes. of power yeah. somewhere um, in an unexpected place based on what survives the upcoming yes. battle and, and who just, survives it. And even so. just the yeah. symbolism, yeah. like the Iron Throne so represents like conquest. And it like does, this yeah. new This new era might not be so much about like, I conquered everybody. Yeah. I don't need a, a throne of swords yeah, I defeated. Yeah, like I'm melting down all your family's <laughs> swords into my chair. It might be a different vibe. It's like a patent leather chair with a, <laughs> a I just rest. came up with Ice Throne, but now that I've thought of it, that is pretty <laughs> cool. Like that. I can see that. I like this idea. Do, do you think um, we got urine Greyjoy, Rachel? We got the Golden Company. We got a lot going on there. We really haven't talked about the Greyjoy. Ha- yeah. Well, oh, you, you they're know, out there. Uh, you, you know what? That's actually a great little thing to talk about. And I know uh, I was watching with Grace, and she's like, anytime the Greyjoys come up, I just I just don't like it. I get bored. I turn away. Oh, uh, interesting. And I totally and disagree. I I love Balon because I got to play him in School of Thrones. If you, if you ever <laughs> sure. Google, Google oh, search um, it on yes. uh, YouTube. I uh, played Coach Balon Greyjoy, the swim team coach. Um, I like I like it, and I feel I really do feel for Theon. I think he's one of those characters of you get where his you get where it went wrong. Um, and he paid for it, and I think he should have. I'm worried but, about Theon because his yeah. his most recent con- like he ends season seven on such a high. It does. It's, oh, it's a we- so it's never good in Game of Thrones. You, <laughs> yeah. you don't want to be on a high where there's seven episodes well, left to go. And Yara, Asha, in the in the books, uh, uh, right, right. Gosh, yes. I really? <laughs> it's, why, yeah, why, yeah, why? yeah. I have because they thought it was too close to, to Osha. Osha, so the they changed it to Yara. Yara, um, oh, that's gonna be Yara. She confused me when I go back. Yeah, she's still around, right? She's not. Mm-hmm. She's a captain. She's a captain of Euron, right? That's yeah. how the season ends. He's like, "We're gonna go rescue her," right? Because yeah. she did try to rescue him a while ago. Right. Yeah. Oh, I, where, where did the Greyjoys factor in Endgame here, Lon? Where, who you know, if, if uh, Night King's snapping his fingers, are they going? Like, what's happening? Wow. I I genuinely don't know what's coming. Uh, that, yeah, my concern is that I I really like Theon. I was sort of hoping he was going to have a heroic kind of you know he would right, right. find himself at some point the fact that it's already happened leads me to believe that he is going to die <laughs> he might be an early casual i feel too. like he's gonna probably die because now yeah. he's had his like that scene and that conclusion yeah. felt like the cap of right right that's the unless i, I know unless they've got one more big twist for him coming right. like, like i was saying you know there's there's that balance of are you going to be for the common collective good right he's a guy that when when the chips fall you know like yeah. when it when it comes down to it he often makes the self-serving decision it, he does and he historically has and, yeah. and and so look you know harry you're right maybe he rescues yara and then they're the great are like cool we're ready to fight and euron's upset at them and everything but but then they die in a battle versus the night king i don't know that's something like that does that cheapen the journey of Theon, Rachel? Um, I'm not sure. Theon falls into a category for me of um, what I've called, I believe on the show before, is the category of survivors. Um, and he's always been one that I thought would survive the whole thing. Yeah. Um, almost because yeah. he doesn't deserve it. <laughs> and so that's the reason he would in a way. Um, I think he's got an, a, a brilliant arc. Mm. I've also gone on record saying, I think Alfie Allen is one of the most, if not the most talented actor in the group to be able to pull off the nuances of a character that by every right we should hate with a, a passion. Right. I mean, uh, betraying the Starks, burning those two little boys. Um, right. There's is it's very hard to come back from that in similar ways to Jamie coming back from yeah. pushing Bran out a window, but that's what makes it such a complicated and interesting arc. And I'll tell you last season when 
he jumped overboard rather than fighting his mm-hmm. uncle for Yara was a moment that felt so real to me. And mm-hmm. I was so glad that was not the moment of heroism from yes. him. Yes. Like right, that right. was the, that was the move he would make 100% based on everything we know about him, everything right. that he's been through, because I'm a firm believer in characters really having to earn a, a, a heroic arc like mm-hmm. that. And that it's a very, difficult thing to do it's hard to change your innate nature his innate nature is that he is a coward yeah that has always been the case and that will never not be the case Mm. um so i like what he did at the end of the season because there's a little bit of that feel of redemption um Mm. i don't know exactly the problem is finding out how this ties into everything else so he goes after euron which basically means his story intersects with the Golden Company story right, right, right. somehow, shape or form. So, does Theon, in some way, find a way to keep the Golden Company from getting to Westeros? Is that the bigger thing he does mm-hmm. by going after um, Yara? Um, I kind of, in my mind's eye, see like he gets to Yara, but like just too late, or maybe mm. she, like you know, she's she's dying, but like he gets one last moment with her before she dies or something along those lines. And then he moves on to, you know, the, the, the greater battle, the, you know, up North, but I I see him making it. I see him making it the way that I see Sansa making it the way I see Davos making it. Like there's just certain characters that, somehow some way they've survived things they probably should never have survived right, right. and the fact that they keep doing so in such interesting and complicated ways makes me want to see them all the way davos like also it. has that you know I was, I was talking about characters who sort of lose their faith early and then yeah. sure. become more powerful afterwards davos is a great example like when we first yeah. met him just convinced that Stannis was it. Yep. He's the king. He's the one. Yes. Much I've, like our Ken. Oh, <laughs> I've attached myself to him. And then, oh, you know, man. watching Stannis fall, not only lose and be killed, right. but lose himself along the way. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, has now made him, I think, a character with a lot of, like, sage wisdom. There's a reason people listen to him, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and uh, so I I agree. I think he's going to I think he's gonna make it to the to the sort of... Uh, and it's, yeah, the and it's thing, in peace for Davos. Uh, I totally agree about Alfie Allen. And, and the character and I mean one thing that's so impressive Jamie Lannister we followed along on this sort of redemptive path but he was always he's a good looking guy but he's always very charming yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Even, even though he did despicable things he's he's very much so you know like he's the the noble blonde yeah. you know powerful knight or whatever he's funny he's got a good personality not not they they made Theon unlikable from the very <laughs> start. From yeah. the very he wanted to first, kill the wolf pup. Yes. From the very like, first yeah. episode, he's kind of a weasel, yeah, yeah. and he's kind of, he's kind of shitty, and you just don't kind of like him. And, and so for them to yeah, yeah. keep him around all this time, have him do horrible things, and yet we're still kind of still on his side, is amazing. It really is a. a I think the moment you meet Balon, uh, you're like, oh, I get, it. I get, yeah. it. I get it. All that stuff there. Final question here tonight. This is kind of more fun. One here it comes from Tamor. Says if. Uh, all of you were living in that time in this world, oh, oh which house would you want to be in? And would you bend the knee to Daenerys Stormborn of House Targaryen? Tamor's a big fan of Daenerys. I know that. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's, it, usually this question gets asked at some point, uh, you know, what's your favorite house? What do you be- belong to? But I like that. I like the follow-up, though. Would you bend the knee? Let's say Daenerys takes over. Uh, Rachel, your house, and would you bend the knee? Okay, this is difficult because you want to say that you're like a, a Stark. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I wouldn't want to live it's in Winter Valley cold. at all. Yeah. <laughs> just, just no. Um, no. It's a little so rugged. You, you, right. You, if you really thought about it, you'd be like, hi, Garden. I was that say, sounds really nice. Yeah. And, and cl- you know, yeah. the climate's good. Mace They've got a lot a of money, yeah, yeah. you know, all of that but stuff. You got, you got Elena. So. Yeah. But I've actually always said, and it's... Um, it's a little silly because it's not necessarily a house and also women aren't allowed. So I'd be breaking all kinds of rules, yeah. but, um, uh, the Citadel and, uh, oh, an yeah. old town, I- I'd be in that library and I'd be content being so in that maester. library. I, I would yeah. love yeah. to Become be a maester. maester. Yeah. Which would be interesting because I would love, you know, if they, at any point, uh, George deals with the, they change it and it's not just septas and maesters. Now yeah. anyone can be a maester. That'd yeah. be interesting. I could see that knowing you like I do, an editor <laughs> likes to spend time in a dark room yep. working on her stuff. And, uh, that would, that I've never heard anyone answer that. <laughs> You're like Sam Tarley. You yep. want to go down and walk <laughs> into that library. Yeah. I love that. That's a great answer. So then, I guess you'd have to bend the knee because you, maybe you get assigned to her house. Probably. And, you know, all things considered, despite some of the ways she's gone about doing things, I still believe in her philosophy of breaking the wheel and that her heart's in the right place, even if she hasn't always gone about doing things the right way. She's about affecting change for the better, for the betterment of not just one class of people, but for all people. And, you know, um, like I said, she's gone about it in the wrong ways enough times and she's she's pretty stubborn, but, um, I, I would get behind that as, Mm -hmm. um, as, as a person that I would choose uh, to follow. Great answer. Lon. I mean, I, I'm very, the, the idea of wanting to be in a nice climate in a house where they've got <laughs> factors some, in, you know, I think definitely factors in like yeah. Dorn, Martel being that, at Dorn feels very it's pretty good. It's, it's balmy. It's like yeah. Spain. You got Those water wine. gardens. <laughs> they make the best wine yeah. down there. Like, I feel like that's very, just from a creature comfort level. Yeah. That, yeah. that is, that is pretty appealing. I will, I will also say though, that I think there is a lot of appeal to speak in some of these houses that are a little a little out of the way. Yeah. Like if yeah. you are afraid, you are always like, everybody's got to pass through your backyard. Right. You're seeing you're like everybody. right in the thick of it. But if you're in the eerie, uh, kind of a little pushback. Like I don't yeah. think the Aaron's John Aaron being the hand of yeah. the King is what got him in trouble. Yeah. You yeah. can sort of kick it in the eerie. You're very well fortified. Yep. Uh, as long as the dragon doesn't fly up there. Yeah, and, uh, you got the <laughs> moon door. Yeah. If you don't yeah. like somebody. The sky cells, they're going to yeah, turn I mean, they, a lot yeah. of people away. They've just been over there getting weird with each other yeah. for several <laughs> generations now. I feel like there's some innate appeal It's a good answer, yeah. too. Uh, I might go to so, the veil. Uh, by that answer alone means you might not be, you might be okay with bending an E, but you're not going to rush to it. And I think if you're in yourself. the veil, just, I mean, if you're if you're a Dorn or the veil, you, yeah. you're you're watching the way the winds are blowing. You're not, yeah, you're yeah. not jumping in. You're, exactly. you're kind of hanging back. Exactly. Dorn feels they don't have to. Yeah. yeah is yeah. this working out? Is she taking control of the rest of the seven kingdoms? All right. Well, yeah. we'll, we'll team up with you. If not, maybe we'll, we'll figure that, out what's going on ourselves. That is, that is interesting. She gets any kind of power in Westeros. Dorn will be like, yeah, we fought, sure. you know, All Aegon right. before. You Just leave us. We're alone. not going to battle. We're the very dragons. far south. Yeah. Don't, you don't need to come down. <laughs> I always joke, you know, a lot of people know I love the Night's Watch and I, I actually do love cold weather. I don't know if that might be too cold for me, but <laughs> I do love the Night's Watch. There's something about it. I love kind of the standing on the wall. Garden. I know it's everyone always. Night I, for life. Yeah, well, you know, there's Molestown, but uh, <laughs> I always do. I do 
really like it, but I, I'm not going to answer that there because that, that also means I wouldn't have to bend the knee. Um, uh, Stark is interesting to me. I do love it. Uh, weather aside, there's something there about it. Um, and, and I always like to, you know, sometimes you want to get cute and answer all the smaller, there's, uh, you know, smaller houses. House there. Tully. House Tully is good too. Excellent. There's, Fisherman. Yeah, there's, <laughs> I, I, I like fish. I'll cheat. Sure. I'll say. I'll say how stark. Only because I really do still love Ned, and I think he mm-hmm. he, he was his own worst enemy at times because he was so damn nice and good and honorable. And I like the Starks, right? I do like the Starks. Um, there, there's a part I wish I could answer a hedge knight or someone who just sure. Davos. I love Davos, an onion yeah. knight. Just yeah, he was he was being the king's guard. Be, yeah, like <laughs> I I liked and I, and I think I would after seeing. Um, I think I'd be initially like, who the hell is this girl on a dragon? Oh, she just burned. I'm, I'm, I, if I was the Tarleys, I would have bent the knees mm-hmm. so quick with that dragon. Honor be damned. I, I want to live to tomorrow. I think the one group I definitely would not fit in with would be the Dothraki. <laughs> <laughs> I would not prosper in vice. It's like a, a roving burning man. That yeah, just I don't, don't want it's just not going to be my speed. I don't like camping. No. Um, I, I would, you know, but I, yeah, I do love uh, Jorah. So House Mormont's interesting too. And I like Leanne. I Fair Isle. It looks very, it, it looks, looks very nice. Yeah. yeah, it's lovely there. <laughs> it's lovely. And you definitely are like out of the way harsh, up there. It is harsh and yeah. unforgiving yeah. And, and apparently full of bears. Yes. <laughs> but, yes. Like you have to watch out for bears. Uh, I'd be okay with that. Hell, maybe I'll just become free folk. Nah, actually I wouldn't do that. Where <laughs> is, I'm going to ask you a question because yeah. I, the books again, where is Tarth? We, Tarth, we've never uh, seen it's Tarth. It's south. Tarth is south and off, off. Like off the coast of like Storm, Storm's, oh. End. Storm's End. And Tarth has never mattered other than giving us Brienne. Brienne and then and then when Jamie uses it to lie uh, about yeah, uh, her father, her. Selwyn yes, Tarth yeah. will yes. give yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, no. You know, no, yeah, I, don't, I don't think it will factor. But I remember there was, a, you know, season one, other than, this, you know, you knew Samuel Tarley. I forgot going back and one of my one first two. or second rewatches. The ho- House Tarley and Randall Tarley does come up a oh, lot yeah. before yep. you even meet him so mm-hmm. the, the tarleys had a place in there yeah uh, that, that's that's what's great i mean we i've talked about the example yeah. before of brendan tully yeah there there are like Blackfish, they yeah. they oh, give you those names the other one that was that mm. was amazing to me on the most recent rewatch just just now we've gotten the umbers are yeah, important yeah. in the north and mm-hmm. the grovers right uh the glovers glovers, glovers. glovers. house glover yeah. uh yeah, they're all in season one. They're all in season one. They're yeah. main bannermen to the stars. All the scenes with Rob where yep. they're debating who's going to be the Umbra. vanguard, and they're all there. Yep. And I was like, I thought these were all new characters. New characters. <laughs> <laughs> Little John, they're all yeah. there. They set up the like, oh no, Umber's going to march behind a glove. Like it's all in season one. It's amazing. It is amazing. The show rewards itself. The story rewards itself. Yeah, that's yeah. A, hey, your meat is really tough. And then yeah, the, the Umber's uh, flag, the sigils hanging behind them there it's so crazy it is it's, great it's that worked out it's all good great questions thank you all who participated you can go to ken Napsuck's patreon page hey that's me patreon.com slash ken Napsuck. it's weird to speak in third person one of my Dion sanders uh or uh, jagged hungar um you can follow over there follow me at ken Napsuck. use the hashtag casterly talk we are on anchor but the podcast is available in a lot of spots you can support us directly on uh anchor um but also uh you can uh find us on spotify google podcast apple podcast and all that stuff rachel uh um, beyond just uh, you know competing in the schmodown and being a great presence over there, you are uh, on uh, Twitter if they want to reach out and talk Game of Thrones with you as well, right? Yeah, absolutely. Twitter and Instagram at Rachel J. Cushing. Sounds 
good. And Lon Harris, we know you're at Lon's, the greatest Twitter handle ever. For sure. Uh, but you have been working on this thing for Screen Junkies yes. uh, fandom. It's, it's going to hit a few weeks before the new season. Okay. So uh, by the end of March, we should be finalizing everything. That's uh, great. Yeah, it's going to be an exhaustive, here's what you need to know from all of Game of Thrones. Love it. We may miss a few names here. That I'm sure. We may not get to everything <laughs> involving Sir Marin Trant. Hopefully <laughs> his offspring aren't coming back. Sir Boris Blunt. We know nothing about his family, just yeah. just him. So who knows? <laughs> Screen Junkies presents Game of Thrones Cram it. Here's all the King's Guard. Good night. Good night. Yeah. I mean, good. it's so, it's very challenging. You don't know what's yeah. going to come back. Just so. make sure Mace, Mace Terrell has at least an appearance. In yeah, there somewhere. Mace, yeah, I'm working yeah, on. We it. Make yeah. Mace. That's yeah. great. Uh, you're the best one to write that there, Lon. So uh, look forward, guys, on Screen Junkies. We appreciate you so much uh, here on Castle Talk. We love you know, interacting with you all of you on Twitter. So use that hashtag casterly talk and we'll see you next time all right season eight it's almost here let's get ready